So today we're kicking off this series called Whisper. Everybody say Whisper. The title of my message is The Sound of Love. I believe that God is a God of love, but he speaks differently than we often want him to speak or think he will speak. God is speaking. The question is, are we listening? Because I think we all would agree that God is speaking. But are we listening? Are we attuned to his voice? We live in a world with a lot of noise. And in this world with so much noise, we have to learn to discern the voice of God amidst the noise. Learning how to hear the voice of God, I believe, is the solution to most of our problems. Most of the problems we have could be solved if we could hear God's voice more clearly. If we understood what his voice exactly sounded like. My kids, they are just learning the difference between an outside voice and an inside voice. Those of you that have kids can relate to this. So we'll be driving in the car, and they think the car is a time to use their outside voice. And when you're three feet from my ear, that is not the time for the outside voice. This last week I told Kai, I said, Kai, you are being annoying. Because he was, he's four years old, and he's he's right behind me just screaming for no reason. Just yelling. He wasn't mad, he wasn't sad, he's just yelling. And I'm like, bro, you are being annoying. And he's like, daddy, I'm an annoying person. And I was like, no, you're not an annoying person. You are being annoying. There is a difference. Don't take parenting tips from me, okay? So then I had to stop and say, listen, Kai, we have to learn the difference between an inside voice and an outside voice. When you're inside, you have to speak with an inside voice. When you're outside, you can speak with an outside voice. I know and believe God has an outside voice. He can speak with an outside voice. But more regularly, and I think his regular voice for us is an inside voice. It's a whisper. Because he wants us close to him. He wants us intimately close to him. So here's what we're going to do. Today I'm doing the intro into this series called Whisper. It's actually based on a book called Whisper by Mark Batterson. If you want to grab it, you can. Uh, But we're basing uh, this series from that book. And so what we're going to do over the next three weeks is we're going to look at the seven languages in which God speaks to us. And here they are on the screen for us. The seven languages are scripture, people, pain, promptings, desire, doors, and dreams. This is the way God speaks to us. So we're going to hit these over the next three weeks. So come back. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to encourage us. I believe God is going to show so much to us in this series already today. It's been amazing in downtown 930 service, 1030 in West Sac, and I believe God is going to speak something to us right now. But here's the bold prayer that I think we need to pray. And I think it's a prayer that will change the way you live, so you may want to really think about if this is a prayer that you want to pray. Here's the prayer. The prayer is this. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. It's a bold prayer. Because when you pray that prayer, you are actually saying listening, which is different than hearing. Hearing is one thing, but listening involves action. It involves activity. It involves obedience. So if you pray this prayer, i got to challenge you that you may have to change how you're living. I think that a lot of us, we say to God, God, I want to hear from you. God, speak to me. But what we're really saying is God, speak, and then I'll decide if I'm going to do it. God, speak, and then I'll decide if it fits in with my schedule. God, speak, and then I'll decide if it's something that makes sense to me. But when you pray, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, you are saying, I will go where you tell me to go. I will say what you want me to say. I will take the steps that you're telling me to take. So it is a bold, bold prayer. We just read this story of God speaking to Elijah. Elijah, literally at the lowest point in his life. 
the Israelites are in complete rebellion. They're worshiping uh, idols. They're worshiping Baal. And God speaks to him in his lowest moment. And I'm here to tell you that we've all been at our lowest moments. Every one of us has been at a low moment. And maybe you're in this room right now at your lowest moment. But I want you to know that God will speak. And God is speaking. But I believe today, and my goal today, is that we would understand that the reason we're having trouble hearing from God is because our lives are too loud. Because our, our schedules are too busy. So here's what I want to do. I got four ways to hear the whisper of God. Because I think he speaks in a whisper. Number one, create space. Everybody say space. So God tells Elijah, he says, go out, go out and stand before the Lord. He says, go stand on the mountain. He's telling him to create a space for him to be with God. He says, go out, create the space. We have to learn what it means to create space to be with God. And I think you guys have done that. You're here today, well done. You came on Super Bowl Sunday. You wanted to create space, right? Space to hear from God. But here's what we do often in church. Here's what we do. I'm going to come out here. You guys good? How's everybody doing? Okay, can I sit here? Here's what we do. She said yes. So I don't, I've never met you. What's your name? Shelby, what's up, Shelby? Okay, so here's what we do. We come to church because we want to hear the voice of God. So we come in, we're like, oh, man, I want to hear from God. I can't wait. I'm going to hear from God. And then we're sitting here, and all of a sudden we're like, man, I wonder what's going on on Instagram, though. Pull up our Instagram. Oh, there's somebody with Goofy. And, oh, there's Jake. There's Justin Timberlake. Somebody's talking about him performing this afternoon. That's interesting. Oh, you know what? I'm going to check my fantasy team real quick. Fantasy football, oh, what, what's, what's happening in the game? What's happening with the scores? We're checking, and then somebody texts us. It's like, oh, I better respond, and we're, we're responding to text. And Y'all ever done this? So here's what happens. We want to create space to hear from God, so we come to church, and then we fill that space with more noise. And then we wonder why we're not hearing from God, and we actually leave church and go, man, you know what? I didn't really get anything out of today. Like, God didn't really... You know, I thought God was going to speak more to me. To, now i got to get up on this. Hi. This was awkward. I didn't know how to do it, so I just thought I'd do it weird. Uh, so I want to hear from God, and then we fill that space that we said we were creating to hear from God with more noise. And then we wonder why we leave, and we're like, man, I didn't get anything about, out of the message today. I didn't get anything out of the day. Why? Because we're distracted. We're just filling our life with more noise. We have to create space. Just as God told Elijah, go out. Find some space in your life because I'm going to speak to you. So we're going to bring up a graph right now on the screen. Um, this is a little breakdown of our days. All right? So I know not a lot going on here, but let me just explain. So 8 to 5, this middle chunk, this is your work, your work day. Now, I know not all of you work eight to five jobs, but you get the idea. Fit it in wherever it fits in your work schedule. Maybe you work nights. Plug it in. Regardless, we have this big chunk of time where we actually have no control over what we're going to do. We have things to accomplish, tasks to do. Uh, we have bosses telling us they need this done. Even if you work for yourself, in that window of your work day, you know that there's so many things pressing that you have to get done that it's really hard to hear from God in that time. It's hard to hear the voice of God when you're locked in like, 
accomplishing tasks, responding to emails, all this kind of stuff. So this is a big chunk of our day where we have no control. We can't control it, and, we, and it's hard to really hear God's voice. But what we do have control of is the front end and the back end of our day. We have these two chunks of time, but what we do is we fill them with stuff. And so where are my morning people at? Raise your hand. Okay, morning people at? Well done. Where are my evening people, night owls? Raise your hand. Okay. I was always a night owl. I read in Genesis that God walked with Adam in the cool of the evening, and I said, glory be to God. That's when I will spend time with the Lord. You know the, the morning people are all pretentious. They're like, it's the only time to be with the Lord. But, okay, I've learned now. I've adapted. Um, and so what happened was I used to always try to do the end of my day with God, creating space to hear from God. But now I have three kids. Life is busier. We have things often in the evening. They have sports. They have events. And it got to the point where by the time I got home and went to, and it was, you know, I had a, a gap, I was so tired, I would just go to sleep. So it wasn't working for me. Now I'm not saying you can't use that time because if it works for you, then do it. But recently what I did was this morning time, because what happens a lot of us are like, we wake up in the morning, what did you do? Turn on the news, get on our phones, right? We're checking Instagram, we're watching Insta stories, maybe we start watching a show, we're listening to music, we're listening to podcasts. We're so busy, our lives are so loud. Some of you just wake up at 7.55 so you can make it to work at 8, you know, that's you. Uh, so there's no time. Or then in the evenings, it's like we get home and we, we just want to Netflix, binge watch. Uh, we got all the, we fill our night with, with all these activities and... Here's what I'm saying. Create space for you and God. I don't know if it works better in the evening for you or in the morning for you, but are you creating that space? Because if you don't create the space, how are you ever going to hear his voice? So recently, my wife wakes up. She goes to the gym at 5.30 a.m. every morning. So what I started doing this year, and it's only been a little over a month, so I can't give myself too, many, too much props, but I started getting up right after she leaves, and I use that time to just be with God. So I'm spending time in the word, but then here's what's happened. Because I have more room, I've created more space, I read my word, and then I'll actually stop reading and I'll start just listening. I've created space, because I was really structured and rigid in even my time with God. But I started to create space where I was going, God, I just want you to speak now. I want to hear from you. Now, the number one language that we hear from God, God's first language to us is Scripture. So we need to be in Scripture. You're going to hear about that next week. Come back. But I also think we need to create space to just hear the voice of God, the whisper of God to hear from us or to hear. Here's what Gordon Hempton said. Quiet is a think tank of the soul. So many of us have no space in our lives of quiet. We, we don't have any, and we wonder why we're stressed. We wonder why we're overwhelmed. We wonder why we feel overburdened. I mean, I come up with my best ideas in the shower. Anybody with me? I come up with my best ideas in the shower. You want to know why? Because it's the only time that it's just quiet, that I'm just thinking. I'm letting my brain actually think and dream and process. We need to create space with God. Number two, second way to hear the whisper of God is quiet the noise. So the Hebrew word used here in this passage that I just read to you in 1 Kings, where it says, then God spoke in the whisper, the Hebrew word whisper is actually this word, demama, which can be translated as silence, 
stillness or calmness. Let that soak in. That God spoke in the silence. He spoke in the stillness. He spoke in the calmness. You see, a lot of us are just waiting for God to use his outside voice. And he's using his inside voice and our lives are so loud we can't hear it. I mean, we're waiting for the earthquake. We're waiting for the wind to blow some rocks over. We're waiting for the fire and God is speaking in the whisper and we don't hear it. We can't hear it because there's too much noise in our lives. We have to quiet the noise. Blaise Pascal, who was a 17th century French philosopher, said this. The sole cause of man's unhappiness is that he does not know how to stay quietly in his room. I like this because I think I am guilty of this. Like this convicts me that it is hard to just sit quiet. My wife gets on me because the second I get in the car, I'm like scrambling. I'm like in a panic. Like I got to plug my phone in immediately. I need podcasts. I need music. I need something. I got to hear something. Why? Because I don't like silence. I don't like that space of quiet. God speaks loudest when we are quietest. He will speak louder when we are quieter, and yet our lives are loud. They're so loud. We don't even know how to be quiet. What did God say? He said, be still and know that I am God. Be still. Be quiet. Wait on me. Listen to me. Are we waiting? Are we listening? Are we quieting the noise around us? There was a study done in Manhattan a few years back. And uh, you guys know Manhattan, New York, super loud, right? We got anybody from New York in the house? All right, cool. California's where it's at. Okay. So, West Coast, best coast. All right. So, so Manhattan, right, very loud. And so there was this elementary school. And in this elementary school, they tested these students. On one side of the school, it was much quieter. On the other side of the school, the classrooms were right against the railroad tracks, So they tested these students, their elementary age, and they found that the students on the quieter side of the school, as opposed to the students next to the railroad tracks, uh, the students on the quieter side were 11 months ahead of the students on the louder side of the school next to the railroad tracks in terms of their education. So then they installed noise-canceling and noise-absorbing panels to quiet that side of the school. When they did this, a few months later, they tested these same students and both sides of school were dead even. What does that tell you? It tells us that noise, the noise of this culture, the noise of our life, isn't just being detrimental to us spiritually, but it's actually detrimental to us mentally and physically and emotionally. And I want that to soak in for you so that you would think about the noise that you have in your life. The amount of noise that you have in your life. Third today, third way to hear the whisper of God is to wait on the whisper. Everybody say wait. God wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the fire. He was in the whisper. Elijah had to wait. He had to wait for the wind to go by. He had to wait for the earthquake to end. He had to wait for the fire to stop, and then finally God comes and speaks in a whisper. I think a lot of us are saying, God, speak when I want you to speak. God, speak how I want you to speak in this space that I want you to speak in, and we're not willing to wait on the voice of God. Are we going to be patient people that wait on God's voice? Because when we wait on him, eventually we'll hear from him. But most of us are not waiting on the Lord. And the Bible talks about that over and over, about waiting on God. We have to wait on his voice. 
and it doesn't always sound like we thought it would. He has an outside voice, but he often speaks in an inside voice in a whisper. You know, Chrissy and I, we started dating um, long distance, and she was in Missouri and I was in Massachusetts. And so we started, our, our relationship was on the phone. I don't know if you've ever done the long distance thing. It's, it's a challenge. But I remember waking up every morning and being so excited that I was going to get to talk to her that night. And in fact, during the day, the anticipation would build, but I would prepare for it. So I actually wrote down conversation topics on a piece of paper throughout my day to get ready. Don't judge me. It worked, all right? Hey, you got to do what you got to do. I wanted to make sure that she knew I cared about her. I cared about what she cared about. I cared about her feelings, her emotions, her thoughts. And so I would write down conversation topics. When our conversation started to stall, I'd just look on my sheet. Good. Okay, we'll go there. Let's talk about that. And I'd start a new conversation. So I say that to say that I was willing and, and, and couldn't wait to talk to her. So much so that I prepared to talk to her. I prepared to hear her voice. I prepared to hear what she wanted to say. Are we preparing ourselves and are we waiting on the Lord? Are we waiting to hear his voice? Waiting to hear his whisper? We got to wait on the whisper. It's not easy to wait. It's often hard. And finally today. The fourth way to hear the whisper of God is to be close. You know you got to be close to hear a whisper, right? you got to be close to hear a whisper. No form of communication is as intimate as a whisper. Josue, come here. This is my boy, Josue. So, Josue, stand there. So, when I whisper, and if you're that far, I don't know if you can hear me. Hey, come closer. I said, Josue, I love you. So when we whisper, I do this to my kids sometimes. They'll be being crazy and loud like kids do, and I'll just start whispering. What are you doing? Stop being crazy. Stop being annoying. And what do they do? They come closer, and then they come closer, and then finally, they're this close. This is intimate. Josue didn't know he was going to get this intimate with his pastor this morning. He's being blessed. He can feel my breath. He can smell my breath. But there's something intimate about a whisper because it draws us in close. All right, give it up for Josue. Come on. That wasn't as awkward as last time. God's whisper is gentle, but there's nothing more powerful. Did you hear that? It's, it's gentle, but it's powerful. He wants us close to him, and that's why he so often speaks in a whisper. He speaks in a still, small voice because he wants you intimately close to him. He wants you to quiet the noise, to block out your schedule, to say, God, I want to hear from you. God, I want to be with you. God, I want to be close to you. If you're going to hear the whisper of God, you've got to be close to him. 
Here's what I believe. Three things that I believe. And I'm guilty with you. These three things. Number one, our lives are too loud. Our lives are too loud. Number two, our schedules are too busy. And number three, we are too distracted to be close to the God that wants to speak. Our lives are too loud, our schedules are too busy, and we are too distracted. And we wonder why we don't know God's will for our life and why we never hear the voice of God in our life. I want you to search your life and your heart and your soul right now and ask yourselves these questions. Are these realities true of me? Is my life too loud? Is my schedule too busy? Am I too distracted to hear from God? Ask yourself that today. So I came across in the book, Mark Batterson's book, something called the Tomatis Effect. And it really like struck me. The Tomatis Effect. Now, the Tomatis Effect is based on a doctor named Dr. Alfred Tomatis. Dr. Alfred Tomatis is a otolaryngologist. I got it right. Otolaryngologist, which means he studies the vocal cords and the throat. So here's what happened. This was 50 years ago, and he came across this opera singer. This opera singer had lost the ability to hit notes that he used to be able to hit. He used to hit these massive notes, these high notes, and he had lost the ability to hit those same notes that he once was able to hit. And so Dr. Tomatis begins to research and look at his vocal cords and his larynx and his throat, and he begins to look and, and to, to see, like, what damage had been done to this opera singer that was preventing him from singing and hitting these same notes. And he was perplexed because he found that his vocal cords, his throat, everything was in perfect condition. What he found was that he still had the ability to hit the same notes that he used to hit, and yet he wasn't. And so they, they kept researching, they kept looking. And here's what they realized. The opera singer's notes are released at 140 decibels. This is louder than an airplane's jet engine. What had happened was the opera singer had been deafened by the sound of his own voice. He had been deafened by the sound of his own voice. And you cannot sing what you cannot hear. You see this? Here's what Dr. Tomata said in his own words. He said, the voice can only reproduce what the ear can hear. Let me speak to you for a moment. The voice can only reproduce what the ear can hear. A lot of us want to reproduce the life of Jesus Christ. We want to walk out the life that Jesus has called us to walk, the life that God is calling us to walk, and the, and the people that God is telling us to be. The problem is we are deaf to his voice because of all the busyness and the sound and the noise in our life. We have deafened ourselves. The voice can only reproduce what the ear can hear. So I want you to ask yourself right now, 
Are you in a place, is your life set up where you can hear the voice of God, the whisper of God? And if I was honest, I would say a lot of my days, I'm not. My schedule is too busy. My life is too loud and I'm too distracted. And if we can't hear the whisper of God, how can we live the life that God is calling us to live? Whisper. He wants you close because he loves you. He wants you close because you're his children. He wants you close. He wants you to feel the breath of his whisper because he wants nothing more than to wrap his loving arms around you and tell you that it's going to be okay tell you that he has a plan and a purpose for your life. Tell you that it doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been or the mistakes you've made, that God still can use you in a powerful, powerful way. He wants to speak that over you today. Can you hear? Are we hearing? Would you bow your heads with me? Cross this place.